All right, let me just say this right here and now. President Biden will not be impeached. I'm predicting this now. I've predicted it before. Biden is not going to be impeached. The, major- the, the Republican majority in the House is way too slim. They do not have the courage to follow through with it. We're going to get a report. At the end of this whole fiasco, they're going to close this impeachment inquiry, and they're going to release a nice, juicy report with all the evidence, with all the terrible, corrupt things that Joe Biden did, that the Biden family did, and, oh, but we don't have sufficient evidence to impeach. That's how it's going to come out. Look, look at the Durham report. Okay. Did anybody have to pay? Were there any repercussions for anybody? All the people who spied on Trump and put Trump through the bogus Russia witch hunt hoax investigation. Uh, so that's all that's going to come out of this, in, in my opinion. And why is it taking so long, by the way? Why does it take so many months just to open an impeachment inquiry has taken nearly a year since the Republicans took over the House? It's And you're going to, well, it takes time. It's a process. They've got to go through paperwork, red tape. One second. How long did it take them to impeach Trump after January 6th? This is what t- shows you. This exposes the phoniness of Congress is that it, they, they impeached Trump in under two weeks. The second impeachment, not the first one, the second impeachment, they had very little time because Trump was leaving office and they managed to impeach Trump in less than two weeks in a matter of days when they had to do it. So the whole thing is phony. The reason that they make it drag out is they want it to remain in the headlines, the scintillating headlines, and they want to look like they're acting all busy. They want to keep this thing going, milk it for all of its worth, okay? They could do this in a matter of a couple of weeks if they wanted to, but Congress, they're so painfully slow. And and that proves it right there, That what, what happened after January 6th. So we got three big stories today. Number one, Hunter Biden defied the congressional subpoena. Of course, he still has not been held in contempt of Congress. The Republicans, I don't know what taking so long? Well, like I said, because everything gets stalled and dragged out. They're saying they're going to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. They better hold him in contempt for defying this congressional subpoena. But even if they hold him in contempt, I'm still not convinced, but I think they will. He's not going to be prosecuted, not going to be charged with a crime, unlike the Trump people who uh, defied subpoenas, rightfully did, by the way, Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. They, uh, they, they, they've been threatened with being put in jail. In fact, they got sentenced to prison, but not right now they are out on appeal. That is not going to happen with Hunter Biden. He's never going to get charged with a crime, even if he's held to contempt. The second big story this week, like I said, the House has voted for an impeachment inquiry. Uh, the media keeps saying, by the way, there is no evidence. There's no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden. And this House, this this impeachment inquiry is completely baseless, completely unwarranted. Unbelievable. There's overwhelming evidence. Again, they're not impeaching, but I think there's enough evidence to impeach right now. But we can debate that. But they have so much overwhelming evidence, way more than needed as far as the threshold to open an impeachment inquiry. And we've laid it all out for you. And the checks, the checks that went to the big guy, the checks that went from James Biden to Joe Biden and, and on the same days that these people got reimbursed from these foreign companies and and, and, and the Ukrainian prosecutor. I mean, there's so much corruption there and so much of it is linked to Joe Biden. You got Tony, Tony Bobulinski and you got the emails and, and Biden, Joe Biden lied multiple times. We now know for a fact that he had multiple meetings with Hunter Biden's business associates. He got on the phone with the business associates. There, there's ample evidence and literally CNN and all these media outlets, there's no evidence. The Republicans have been searching for a year. They cannot find any shred of evidence that uh, Joe Biden did anything wrong. And now they're opening a feature inquiry. It's, it's, it's really, and by, by the way, there's a lot more evidence than there was against Trump at, when, 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 when they opened the impeachment inquiry against Trump. 
Number three, and it's amazing how the, the hypocrisy of the media, as we know, how like Trump used a, uh, like hired a Russian person to paint his kitchen and oh, Trump Russia collusion. And the media kept telling us all, all, all they, they had literally had zero evidence. And they kept telling us for two years how Trump was allegedly colluding with Russia and basically a Russian spy. But with Biden, you have overwhelming evidence of, of, of immense corruption and there is no evidence. And the third big story, Biden showed and this is. Maybe the biggest story. President Biden has shown his true colors and he slammed Israel at a private fundraiser. He slammed Israel and he recounted a conversation that he had with Bibi Netanyahu, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, where basically he said shocking, shocking things. It is amazing, this story. And there's a lot of other things going on. But so, you know, this got a little bit buried, but this is a bombshell. This, this is stunning. The things that Biden said, Biden himself, spoke at a fundraiser and recounted a conversation he himself had with, with Bibi Netanyahu. And by the way, if you want to know the truth, if you want to know what's going through Biden's head, I'm not sure how much is at this point, but if you want to know what the, who the real Biden is, it's when he's off script. I keep saying this again and again. They keep him so scripted and they make sure he's always reading off of cards. They make sure they always keep him. They shuffle him away from, from the media anytime he's off cuff. But th- these types, this was a private fundraiser. So these comments were made. They were not scripted. They were not recorded. So his people, he wasn't reading it off of a card. It wasn't it wasn't rigged. And this is where you find out how Biden really feels. And it's stunning, not just the things he said about Israel. And he said horrible, horrible, vicious things about Israel. But what he said about the United States, and we're going to read you the comments, but he essentially said that the United States never should have dropped the bomb on Japan, on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and said that uh, the United States never should have invaded, should have invaded Afghanistan after 9-11. I cannot get, how is this not the biggest headline? And even conservatives, how is Fox News not reporting this bombshell? Biden says United States should not have been invaded Afghanistan after 9-11. And this is like so incredibly controversial. It, it literally contradicts decades of U.S. policy, policy that Biden himself supported for decades and many, many, many decades <laughs> that he's been around. And, and I'm talking Republican and Democrat. So what Biden said, this contradicts Every single ounce of U.S. policy, including among Democrats, and it shows us that Biden is no friend of Israel, contradictory to what I've been hearing for weeks and weeks. Biden does not like Israel. That's when he's speaking the truth. That's when he goes off script. All right. So the Hunter Biden. So let's go through these one by one over here. The Hunter Biden circus. I, you know, I believe that Hunter Biden and his lawyers are very shrewd. Look, the man is in a lot of hot water and he's got all these charges against him with the taxes and with the gun stuff. They have done such a phenomenal job. Two things. Number one uh, of protecting Joe Biden and no matter what trouble Hunter Biden gets into, but they've woven it in a way that they're managing to keep Joe Biden very, very protected and, I, and, and insulated from any kind of allegations or any kind of, uh, you know, hint of of uh, criminal prosecution, which is very frustrating, but that I give them credit. They're clever. And you know, the other part is I believe that Hunter Biden is actually, in a certain sense, winning the war of public opinion. I think that his PR is much. I think the Republicans are looking very silly, honestly, because they're not doing a good job of spreading their message. Hunter Biden d- does this circus, OK, gets up there at the Capitol, right, gets up there standing, holding a press conference right in front of the Capitol, defying a subpoena, saying, come and get me, saying, ha, ha, ha. I'm Hunter Biden. I'm a Democrat. I'm the president's son. You can't touch me. You can't do anything to me. 
And I think that he's actually looking much better. This is what I believe, is that he's looking better. I think that the Republicans, now we know the media is always going to slant it against the Republicans and in favor of Democrats. We get that. But I think that Hunter is doing a good job of playing right into that. And I think the Republicans, honestly, are not doing a good job. I don't think they're conveying the message. They're not getting it out there, what exactly Hunter Biden did wrong, all the evidence against Hunter, all the evidence against Joe. And they basically allowed Hunter to, you know, in my in my opinion, they, they allowed Hunter Biden to kind of do this dance, kind of run rings around them and say, look, I'm here. I'm ready to testify. You people don't want me to testify. Flipping the script and making it, you know, flipping it, making the Republicans look like they were the cowards, like they have something to hide. We, we can debate whether they do or they do not or whether they made the right decision. Should they allow Hunter? Should they have called his bluff? As I say, he called their bluff. This is what really happened over here. Is is he called their bluff? They, they said, we subpoena you, come down and testify. And Hunter said, no problem, I'll come down and testify. I want to testify in public on TV. And they said, no, 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 you need a deposition. And Hunter said, well, what are you afraid of? Why are you afraid, if you really think that you have all this evidence against me, then what are you afraid of? And you're going to say, well, five minutes and back and forth and Democrats and Hunter's going to, you know, revert, manipulate it and all that. Listen. That to me looks really bad. I'm willing to sit. I'm willing to testify. This to me is a Trump move. I'm willing to come and sit on national television and you can ask me anything you want. Uh, five minutes, Republican, Democrat, just like every other congressional hearing, just like the Ivy League presidents last week. And what are you afraid of? Why why not take me up on it if, unless you, the Republicans, have something to hide and the Republicans are saying no. And apparently, originally, James Comer invited Hunter Biden. He said, yeah, you can do it. We can either do it through deposition or you can do it in a public televised hearing. And then Comer changed his mind. That's what they're saying. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. But I say make him squirm. Make him squirm. Number one, he's going to need to take the fifth. Hunter Biden has all these federal charges against him. So a lot of the questions, he's going to have to take the fifth. If he takes the fifth, that gives the Republicans a huge advantage. Imagine if you asked him the following questions. Did you pass along money from Ukraine to your father? Okay, what's he supposed to say? He's That, that could really hurt him in his criminal investigation, So he, in his criminal trial. So he's got to take the fifth, I would think. Well, did you pass money along? I, I plead the fifth. He consults with his lawyers. I plead the fifth. Did they ask you, did Ukraine ask you for his father's help? So he's going to be under oath, okay? And if he pleads the fifth to a lot of these questions, he looks really, really bad. If he lies and says, no, I never passed any money along. They never asked me to influence my father, which is a lie. Uh, then he's contradicting the FBI informant that we know about who actually said that Burisma asked Hunter Biden to uh, use his father's influence to get rid of the prosecutor and, and, and all of that stuff. So I think you make him squirm, you make him look really bad, you're going to trip him up. He, he, you know, he's not a prof- he's a professional liar, he's a pathological liar, but you will be able to trip him up. You are going to be able to make him look really bad. And you say, well, it would be a circus. Well, Hunter Biden created the circus all by himself, getting up there on Capitol Hill and saying, ha ha, come and get me. I'm defying a subpoena. Let's see what happens to me. And nothing's going to happen to him. And he's not going to be, even if he's held in contempt, he's not going to be charged. Uh, but the way Bannon was charged, if he is charged, he's going to be acquitted. He, they're never, ever, ever going to convict Hunter Biden for contempt of Congress and throw him in jail. So he literally got to say... I'm the president's son. I, you can't touch me. Now, what's going to happen with the criminal trials? I don't know. But he made, to me, he made Congress look weak and pitiful. And he comes off looking strong. And he comes off looking innocent and looking like he has nothing to hide. You can debate. the. I know he has plenty to hide. I know he's a terribly corrupt person. Nobody, nobody despises and has disdain for Hunter Biden more than I do. But I, if I look at this, I really believe that a lot of Americans are thinking, 
Wow, you know, Hunter Biden, he's not, he's not so bad. He's not as bad as I've been thinking. He's not as bad as everybody's making him seem. That's what I believe. And yes, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, nobody ever gets held in contempt of Congress. And then no, the, many do, some do, not many, but some do. Nobody ever gets charged with a crime ever for being held in contempt of Congress. But they did it to Peter Navarro and they did it to Steve Bannon with the, with the January 6th hearings. And it was disgraceful. And now they are both fighting. Uh, to, to, to avoid jail time and nobody ever goes to jail. No, I don't know if anyone's ever gone to jail for being held in contempt of Congress. Eric Holder, Obama's AG got held in contempt of Congress. And, uh, you know, a lot, there are other Democrats who have been held in contempt of Congress. By the way, even a lot of Republicans, this is a Trump thing, even a lot of Republicans who have been held in contempt of Congress, I believe, have not been charged with a crime. But they do it to anybody who's connected to Trump. And here's what's interesting. I heard Judge Andrew Napolitano. He's an analyst for Fox News. He was talking about this, and, and he said something. He was close, but I think he got it wrong. He said, oh, yeah, of course Hunter Biden's not going to be uh, put in jail, even if he's held in contempt of Congress, he said, because it's his father's DOJ. It's the B- Biden controls the DOJ. Joe Biden controls the G- DOJ. Of course they're not going to put Hunter in jail. Here's where he got it wrong. That's not the reason. Because Republicans don't prosecute Democrats either. Okay, it's not a Democrat thing versus a Republican thing. It's a it, it, it Democrats put people in jail. Republicans don't put people in jail. Don't put Democrats in jail. It's fascinating because I'll prove it to you. Eric Holder, he got held in contempt of Congress when the Republicans were in control. When Trump was in control, he did not hold Eric Holder accountable. His own DOJ, right? Right? William Barr did not prosecute Democrats who were held in contempt of Congress. When Rod Rosenstein, and I don't remember if he was held in contempt, but Rod Rosenstein was in a lot of trouble. He defined congressional subpoenas when, uh, when you know, when they were uh, uh, demanding documents from the Russia investigation, the Russia hoax. And Rosenstein, he he felt faced no consequences or repercussions. So it's not because Biden controls the DOJ. If the Republicans controlled the DOJ, Hunter Biden would still not be prosecuted for defying a congressional subpoena. Now, what's amazing is, you look at the contrast, look at Don Jr., Don Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump. They sat for hours and hours of depositions, I think like almost 20 hours of depositions of congressional subpoenas. Congress uh, held these hearings and Congress held held private testimony with um, and grilled Don Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka uh, on, uh, you know, on the Russia collusion stuff and whatever other scandals that they made up. And they sat there for hours. They complied. They had nothing to hide. They didn't put up a circus, put on a, this, this circus like uh, Hunter Biden did. They didn't uh, defy and threaten and all of that stuff. <clears throat> so they literally, they were so compliant and so courteous. And, 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 and that was made up. That was a made up fabricated investigation. And even if Trump did something wrong, which he did not, the kid certainly did nothing wrong. Unlike here where Hunter Biden, He's the guilty one. He's the corrupt one. So it's incredible the contrast and the double standard how Don Jr. and Eric, it must be so frustrating for them. And Ivanka, they get they get zero credit. Here they go and do the right thing, and they suffered through this terrible, terrible abuse only because Trump is their father, and none of them did anything wrong. And they get zero praise, zero recognition. And with Hunter, the media gushing over him, fawning over him, no problem at all with him defying a congressional subpoena. They, and it, it, I mean, he's so corrupt. I mean, he's a psychopath. He's one of the most corrupt people on the planet, literally uh, holding this press conference. Unbelievable. So let me read you here. I just want to read you a couple of uh, quotes here from Hunter Biden's press conference, because I think it's important because he chose his words. You know that he and his lawyers, they sat there crafting this thing very carefully and he chose his words very carefully. 
So number one, he admitted that the laptop was his. So remember those uh, 51 Intel officials and Joe Biden lying and saying that it was Russia disinformation. Well, now Hunter Biden, I believe it's the first time ever that he himself has actually confirmed on the camera in, in you know, literally at a press conference that it was his laptop because he said that the information was stolen from him. And he talked about text messages and emails and made it very, very clear. So we had that admission. Remember, that could have been the difference maker in the election in 2020. But, of course, at that point, it was Russia disinformation, and now nobody's pointing out, oh, by the way, the media all lied to us and censored a story that we now have confirmation was true. Okay, here's what he said. He said, quote, I'm here today to make sure the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family did not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. I'm here today to acknowledge I've made mistakes in my life. And by the way, I want to interject here. Most of what Hunter Biden did is he turned it around. He flipped the whole thing around and talked about his personal life and his struggles with addiction. And he made it all about, like, his personal issues as, as though the Republicans are attacking him for his, due to his personal character, which they're, which they're not. You know, making, oh, well, they're, you know, they're ridiculing me. Here I was, I was suffering with the abuse, addiction and all that stuff. And the Republicans have been very careful. They're focusing on his corruption. They're focusing on influencing the White House illegally. They're focusing on the crimes, taxes, gun charges, the the, the criminal acts, not the immorality. And there's plenty of that. I mean, he's just a really, really, really super immoral person. But here's what he said. He said, I want to acknowledge I made mistakes in my life. I've wasted opportunities and privileges. And I'm responsible for that. I'm accountable and I'm making amends, but I'm also here to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. Then he started talking about his college degrees, yada, yada. Okay, who cares? Then he says, for six years, MAGA Republicans, listen to his words. You have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, family, friends, ridiculed my struggle with addiction, belittled my recovery. See, he's distracting. This is all just a smokescreen, which is very clever of, of them, by the way. And talks about his father devoted his entire public life to service. For years, six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack, unrelenting Trump attack machine, shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financial. And so he says, here's the answer. I'm here. So he's responding. Trump says, where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? By the way, he's here years later, I would point out. But and he's here. He's just been charged with a bunch of crimes and he's been uh, subpoenaed to testify. So it took a lot to get him here, but he's flipping it around. And, and, and it's very clever and strategic, in my opinion, and, and very shrewd where he's saying, I'm here. You know, here I am like taunting, like, see that? See that Trump? See that MAGA right? I'm here. Let me state it. Now, this is the crucial part of the of, of, of the uh, quote here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman. Oh, look at all these corrupt things. Not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. Now, he mentions the artist. We'll get back to that in a moment. But this is so crucial here. My father was not financially involved in, in my business. What's the key word there? financially involved, okay? They crafted this. Believe me, they were careful. And he did not say, I I listened to this and I said, wait a second, he just, that is a massive bombshell confession. My father was not financially involved. Wouldn't you think if his father was not, like his father claimed many times, I never met with his business associates. I never had anything to do with them. I never talked to them. One second, was not financially involved. So you're telling us my father was involved in my, if his father father was not involved at all, he would have said my father was not involved in my business categorically. My father was not involved at all. He wouldn't qualify it with the word financially. When the New York Times quoted this line, they literally omitted that word. They said, Hunter Biden says father was not involved in his business, which is egregious unto its own right, but it shows you how significant that word is. The fake news New York Times literally left out the most important word, not financially involved. Now, by the way, 
that could mean anything. He was financially involved. I mean, the, the checks and, the, you know, the shell, they, they covered it up really well. They covered the tracks. It's probably going to be almost impossible to really trace it in any convincing way. But uh, but but they have check, check canceled checks. They have all sorts of incredible, incredible, overwhelming evidence. But either way, not financially involved. In other words, my father was involved. And all the time we've been telling you my father was not involved. Those were lies. Now, mentioning the artist part is just amazing. By the way, that's also a lie, because as we know, this is Elizabeth Hirsch-Naftali, she b- bought a Hunter Biden painting, and then she was appointed to some fancy uh, commission, that you know, some White House commission, some Washington, D.C. commission that's controlled by the White House. Basically, she was appointed by Biden to be on some sort of art, foreign arts commission or some kind of influential position, by the way. But that's not the point either way. So she, he actually, Biden actually, Joe Biden was involved even in the artwork, not as an artist. I can't believe he's even talking about himself as the artist. And... Um, you know, then he, and then again, then he goes on to talk about his addiction, and he talks about James Comer, Jim Jordan, and he talks about how they distorted the facts, cherry picked lines from a bank statement, manipulating text, whatever. And it's amazing how this man could stand up there and lie, and he lies like like so smoothly. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about his character. The man's a sociopath. All right, so now let's get to just two more points about the hunt, the Joe Biden indictment. Uh, the, I'm sorry. Oh boy, you know. Uh, there you go. Freudian slip. I mean, the, the wishful thinking, the, 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 the Hunter Biden indictment. There are two points that were made by actually a lawyer that I heard talking on the radio, an analyst. Number one, he said that the indictment goes out of the way not to have any hint of reference to Joe Biden or any connection to foreign entities and lobbying. Basically, the, 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 the indictment was written really carefully. No surprise there by the Biden DOJ to uh, avoid any hint of wrongdoing by Joe Biden or any kind of link to Joe Biden, because it's screaming. It's obviously screaming when you talk about indicting Hunter Biden on tax fraud charges. The millions and millions of dollars that he got were from foreign entities. And it's like, well, why is he getting all that money from foreign entities? So there's so many links to Joe Biden, but they did a really good job of writing it in a way to like avoid all of that. But number two, great point this lawyer made is that like this is this indictment of Hunter. Think about how bad what Hunter Biden did must be with the tax fraud, if, like, this is going to be the watered-down version, you know, remember, they tried to give him a plea deal, a sweet bar- plea bargain deal where he wouldn't face any jail time. The judge shut it down, said this is ridiculous. And so they had no choice. The whistleblowers, they tried everything possible to avoid this indictment. They they did they, 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 they backflips and contortions to avoid indicting Hunter Biden, okay? And yet they were forced because of these whistleblowers and this brave judge. So this is the watered-down version. This is a really bad. This is the, the, all the tax evasion, the millions of dollars, and all the charges he faces between the, ta- the taxes and the gun charges up to 42 years in prison. I, I still would be surprised if he spends a day in prison, by the way. But let's see. Definitely not going to go for 40 years. But either way, the point is that, uh, you know, he. Uh, th- this is the watered-down version. This is going to be, they're trying everything they can to, to give him the minimal possible charges. They made that very, very clear. And still, it's really, really bad. So I thought that was a really... Good point. All right. So next, let's get to Biden's comments about uh, Bibi Netanyahu. So he spoke at this private fundraiser. And let me just first read you a quote from CNN talking about the friction between because this was going on publicly and this was going on behind the scenes. And clearly, there's a lot of friction between Biden and Bibi behind the scenes. And that's because Biden doesn't approve of what Netanyahu and Israel are doing. So let me read you a quote from CNN on Thursday. Quote, the next big geopolitical question over the war in Gaza is not whether it will isolate Israel internationally. That has already happened. It's whether the White House's firm support for the operation will also alienate the United States from its friends in a way that could severely compromise national security goals. The the unrelenting toll on Palestinians is increasing the political price that Biden is paying at home for his backing of Israel and raising doubts about his capacity to invigorate the political coalition ahead of the 2024 election. So what are they saying? 
They are saying, listen to what CNN, this is what they're doing. They're putting the pressure on. They're saying, oh, Israel, Israel's already been isolated. Israel, they already are a pariah because of what they're doing, the inhumane war crimes they're committing. But now Biden's becoming banished. Also, Biden now, because he's supporting Israel, so now Biden is becoming isolated and he's losing support. So this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to drive a wedge between Israel and Biden. But furthermore, they're trying to put pressure on Biden and say, this looks terrible for you politically. So we knew that this would happen eventually. We knew sooner or later it would shift. It would turn against Israel. Israel would be the bad guy. Israel's the one committing the war crimes. Unbelievable how Israel is the victim and the, the, the people committing the war crimes and the terrorists, they aren't, and the monsters, they are now the victims. And Israel is now the guilty party. So here's what's incredible. So Biden, at this private fundraiser, he went after Netanyahu. Okay, number one, he doesn't like that Netanyahu opposes a two-state solution. He said Israel's indiscriminately bombing Gaza, and he slammed the most conservative government ever. Uh, but, and, but here's what's incredible. He urged Israel not to repeat mistakes that the United States made after 9-11. So here, basically, all the justifications for what Israel's doing needs no justification. Let me be very clear. But, but Israel's justification is very clear. Hey, United States, after Pearl Harbor, you guys dropped the bombs on the, the atom bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay. We have a right to do the same thing. Hey, after 9-11, you went into invaded Afghanistan, spent 20 years there, and tried to root out, they, they, they failed in a way, but tried to root out al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So you had a right to do it, we have a right to do it, and Biden publicly says, well, yes, I agree. And privately, what does he say? He says, oh, we never should have done that. You know what? We never should have done that. He doesn't, by the way, he doesn't say, uh, yeah, we were right to do it, but uh, you're hurting too many civilians, so you don't have a right to do it. Because remember, America suffered the same thing. America got got, got slammed for killing innocent civilian, uh, civilians in Afghanistan. Even Obama got slammed for that, by the way. So what's Biden saying? You're right. We never should have done those things in the first place. Here's a quote. Biden recalled that Netanyahu sought to justify the deaths of civilians in Gaza by comparing it to the United States response to Japan. He, he, here's what here. Biden quoted Netanyahu saying, quote, you carpet bombed Germany. You dropped the atom bomb. A lot of civilians died. And Biden said, yeah, well, I told him, yeah, that's why all these institutions were set up after World War II to see that it didn't happen again. So what's Biden saying? He's not saying, well, yeah, we were justified because then what's his response? He's saying, well, we set up commissions. After that, we tried to prevent it from happening. In other words, we were wrong. Truman was wrong. One second. What? Really? Biden believes that Truman was wrong to drop the bomb? That, I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty big deal. And, but, but, but the 9-11 Afghanistan comments, that's the most disgraceful. He, he, here's what Biden said in this private fundraiser. Quote, do not make the same mistakes we made after 9-11. There's no reason we had to be in a war in Afghanistan after 9-11. There was no reason we had to do some of the things we did. And, uh, yeah, then he talked about the two-state solution and America and Israel losing the support of the European Union. What? There was no reason the United States had to be in a war. War, by the way, that was, you know, had the overwhelming support of, of Congress unanimously, including Joe Biden, and for obvious reasons. And this is Biden's response. So Biden there showed his true colors, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see now how much uh, time they give Israel before they really pound away publicly. But this is so disgraceful that Biden, number one, is accusing Israel of indiscriminate bombing and saying, acting as though Israel's doing something wrong. Meanwhile, Kirby's going and saying, well, we support Israel. So there are a lot of contradictions there. But, uh, you know, and Biden, again, we have no idea. We don't know what Biden's thinking from one moment to the next. He doesn't know. You know, but, but, uh, but disgraceful. And then to go and talk about the United States of gaining Afghanistan and, and, and invading and that, and like somehow that's a bad thing. And, and nobody talking about this. This is a very, very big deal. All right, so the impeachment. Uh, so uh, the impeachment inquiry. It's like incredible because, like I said, they keep saying no evidence of wrongdoing. There's so many lies you're being told. You know, they said how 
the, Kamala Harris sent out a fundraising email for Biden after the impeachment inquiry. And on CNN, they say it was the best performing email, fundraising email this month, the best performing fundraising. He's raising money off of this uh, off of this impeachment. Well, by the way, they don't say how much money. And what's incredible is they said the best performing email. They were not clear what best performing can mean a lot of things. It can mean more people opened it. It can mean more people clicked, you know, uh, read on it, spent time reading or clicked through the email to get to whatever link the fundraising page was. Or it could mean it generated money. They didn't say. But all I know is if it had generated millions of dollars, Trump's indictments generated millions and millions of dollars. This one clearly did not because they would have said something. And, they, and you know, then they kept acting as though, oh, wow, that's incredible. They raised tons of money off this email. That's not what the report. I listened to the report carefully. The report said this was the best performing fundraising email. They might have meant generating money. But even so, I still, I'm still not sure. But they never said that. Best performing, interesting choice of words. But... Um, Either way, here's the here's here's the thing. These um, I heard this the the CNN. It's only impeachment inquiry, okay? And impeachment inquiry is not that big a deal. And and CNN and the media they're acting all livid as though the Republicans did something very controversial. They impeached Trump twice over nothing. They literally impeached Trump twice over nothing, and everyone's all up in arms that the Republicans with all the corruption of Hunter Biden. That itself is enough, by the way. The fact that you have all this corruption of Hunter Biden. And he would, he admits he never would have gotten appointed to the Board of Burisma, these other things, without uh, the companies, without uh, being named Biden. That itself, by the way, should warrant an impeachment. We shouldn't even anything more than that. There is tons more than that. And Biden lied repeatedly, Joe Biden, about uh, meeting with the uh, you know Hunter Biden business associates. And it's, I mean, there's so much, I don't even have to go through it now. Everybody knows there's so much evidence of wrongdoing. But but they're upset at the, you know, and, and it's like, this is not an impeachment, which would also be justified. This is an impeachment inquiry. It's an inquiry. There's nothing wrong with an impeachment inquiry. It means you're launching an investigation. It means I want to know the facts. See, I once see an NSAT analyst, I couldn't believe what I'm hearing. He says, well, this is incredible. I mean, if they impeach Joe Biden, now they're just going to impeach every president. That means they're going to impeach every president. Whoa, 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 one second, one second. The Republicans didn't impeach anyone. The Republicans impeached Clinton back in 1998, okay? They haven't impeached anybody since. They didn't impeach Obama, even though there were many impeachable offenses there. The the, the Democrats impeached Trump twice, and they impeached Trump twice because they didn't like his tweets, and they didn't like his attitude. They didn't like that he was cleaning up the swamp, but they had to make up all these charges against him and rig the election against him, and they impeached Trump twice. And then the Republicans don't even impeach Biden. They launch an inquiry, which is nothing. Oh, now they're going to be impeaching everybody. You're blaming the Republicans. The Republicans are the reason that they're the, if, if they do impeach everyone and they should impeach Biden, by the way, it's because of the, the Democrats. The Democrats are the ones that set uh, that set this president. So it really, really is incredible. Um, all right. And like I said, it's it, it, it took almost a year for the impeachment inquiry to be launched. Then they're going to they're going to have this big scathing report. It's going to be released, you know, when in October, early October, because they want to going to want to do it a few weeks before the election. I don't believe that I'm still on record. I don't think Biden's going to be the candidate. So then it's not going to be so relevant. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. But I think they're going to they're trying to figure out the best timing for Biden to step down. But he ain't running again. I mean, I, I truly believe that. But in which case, none of this is going to matter. But if Biden is the candidate, then they're going to re- they're going to release the report, the juicy, scintillating, scathing report in October. I do not believe that uh, that Biden's going to be impeached. And, uh, you know, I think he should because I think he should suffer the consequences. All we're doing is reinforcing to these people that you can be as corrupt as possible. And if you're a Democrat, you will not suffer. You will never have to pay. Even Hunter, he always manages to wiggle his way. He's done some of the most horrific, uh, egregious acts, both financially, lobbying, influencing his father, also in his personal life. He has hurt children. I mean, he's just a terrible, terrible, disgraceful human being. And 
thus far, he's managed to get away with it because daddy always bails him out. All right, and finally, uh, a caller left me a voicemail asking, you know, Ron DeSantis made the point that Republicans keep on losing. You know, the caller said to me, uh, could Trump win? Now a lot of people are predicting, oh, Trump actually could win in November. If you look at the polls in Michigan and Georgia, a lot of swing states, Biden is, uh, Trump is way ahead of the polls, uh, 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 at least against Joe Biden in a head-to-head. So suddenly Trump has a chance again. All those people who said Trump had no chance, suddenly he has a chance. But the caller said to me, DeSantis made a good point in the, the debate the other day. He said, the Republicans keep on losing. We were supposed to have a big, massive red wave in 2022. And we were all caught off guard. I myself was caught off guard in 2021. The Republicans lost in 2020. They lost. The Republicans keep losing. So um, where's this? where are these victories? Like, why do people think that somehow the Republicans led by the party led by Trump is capable of winning if we keep losing and losing and losing. So the caller said to me, isn't DeSantis, doesn't he have a point? Isn't he right? What makes us think that any Republican candidate could win in 2022 and especially Trump? What What's going to change if we keep losing and losing? What changes in 2024, in other words? So good question. Number one, I'm not sure. Look, I don't know. I, like I keep saying, nobody can predict. We've seen too many shocking, surprising outcomes with elections. So it's impossible to predict. But as far as, so it's a valid question. Uh, but if I had to guess, there are two major factors over here. Number one, Biden's a disaster. So if Biden is the candidate, let's assume that. If Biden's not the candidate, it's a little bit of a wild card. But if Biden is running, his record is so bad and people are so miserable. And yeah, I know the market's up now and whatever. The economy, inflation's out of control. The border's out of control. Crime is out of control. Uh, is the foreign policy, Iran. Biden has been the worst president, as we all know, in history that we've ever seen for sure. So people are so frustrated and fed up with Biden, you, you, they would literally vote for anybody instead of Biden. That's number one. And there's a lot of Republicans and independents and who, who do not like Trump, but they'll vote for Trump anyway because they cannot stand Biden and they realize Trump is so much better off. They'll be so much better off. That's, num- that, you know, that's number one. Number two, Trump has a really loyal following. So don't underestimate that. Yeah, you know, I, I, on a local level, people go out to vote for their local congressman. They might vote Democrat, okay? They might not equate that with Biden. But... You know, and and I understand people think that the inflation's because Ukraine, and there's always an excuse. Look, nobody thinks that Biden is a good president. Virtually, you look at all the polls. Very few people think Biden's a good president. So, and Trump has a very loyal following. So, if Trump is the candidate, that there's a lot of enthusiastic people who will go and vote for him. So, you tell me, well, in 2022, where was the red wave? In 2023, also Republicans lost. That wasn't about Trump. Yeah, I do believe the country is shifting left. I do believe the country. For the you know seems to be trending Democrat not Republican. I'm not happy about that, but that does seem to be the trend in these elections. But Trump is Trump. There's a lot of people who will not go out to vote because they don't even feel like they, they don't even like the Republican Party, but they love Trump. They're obsessed with Trump. So that's what it would take in those swing states. Those are your two factors. Again, I'm not saying oh Trump's a shoe. I don't want these people who says oh Trump's going to win. There's no question. It's it's in the it's in the bag. Of course he's going to win. By the way, you know, hopefully he won't be in jail, by the way. But, you know, November 2024, of course, I'm not saying that. But I do think you cannot compare it to the previous elections. 2020 was an anomaly for a million reasons. But you cannot compare it to all these other elections because those were local or those were your governor or your congressman or your senator. They weren't about Trump. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.